Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health. Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast. Uh, Steve Cooper here with Dan Broman, uh, CEO of Unite Us. Welcome to the show, Dan. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. How are things in Hoboken? They're doing well, you know, a little rainy here, but uh, weather's getting a little bit better. They still have Frank Sinatra's pictures in all the bars there. They sure do. They sure do. (laughs) Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, So, um, listen, Unite Us is very cool. We know know you just raised some money about a year ago. Uh, But uh, before we get into the company, can you tell me, tell me what motivated you to, 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 to work with the company, start it up? get it going. Um, there's easier ways to make a living yeah. um, than uh, being an entrepreneur. So what was, what was your sort of calling? Yeah. So, I mean, like every, most entrepreneurs, it's, I saw a problem. I got pretty frustrated about it and wanted to fix it. Uh, I mean, and my background is very non-traditional in this world. I didn't have experience in this industry at all, which is, you know, the intersection of healthcare, government services, social services, um, my background is, you know, I went to Yale, I worked in finance and consulting, and then joined the military um, soon after uh, as a pilot. And I've been flying for the Air Force Reserves now for about 15 years, um, still in today, and then uh, did a lot of time in the Middle East flying and came back and went to business school at, at Columbia. And in my second year, um, coming back from the deployment, a lot of veterans that I served with um, started calling me because they trusted me um, and with all different types of health and social service issues um, and asking me to solve it for them. And so I did everything I could to try to help them and saw what this was like now. You know, I'm thinking, we're talking 2010, 2011 and, and what was out there. And what I found was it was on me to go Google, search a directory, a list that was out there on the internet and start calling agencies myself um, and try to get them help all over the country. Um, whether that was, I am not eligible for the VA, I need insurance, I have a housing issue, an employment issue, mental health or behavioral health issue. And those agencies may sometimes answer it, sometimes didn't. If they did, they'd say, oh, sorry, I can't help them, but call my friend down the street. And so I became so frustrated about those were kind of the referrals, right? Um, they were they knew a few people that could help. I uh, I wrote a paper about it because I became so frustrated about it, like every good MBA does. And yeah. uh, that paper luckily got in the hands of a venture capitalist, where um, I uh, he he said you should really build this out. This doesn't exist. This is a big problem um, to solve for, and you know. People need help and they're not getting it because everything is fragmented. And so worked in venture for a bit as I worked with my co-founders to, to really launch this uh, in 2013. Um, and so we set out in 2013, did a lot of things, you know, the wrong way. We tried to replicate, you know, some of these kind of lists and, and directories. But really what we found was the B2B side, the supply side wasn't coordinated. Um, and that was the big problem to solve first, which is how do you get these organizations communicating together securely so that the client's not navigating, or me on behalf of someone navigating individual and telling my story over and over again to all these different service providers only to not get those services. Um, And so initially for the first six years of our business, uh, focused on the military population and how do you bring communities together where the the definition of care is is much more broad. It is when they need services, how do we get that in a coordinated fashion, not making medical more important than housing? And how does everyone work together in an ecosystem that's accountable to each other? Most importantly, how do I prove that client actually got the service they needed when they left my four walls? And so 
first year, six years of our business was, was doing that in, in many cities around the country and very successful focused on that um, when you bring these organizations together and standardize that. And then uh, social determinants became a very popular term, as we all know, in 2018, 2019. And then uh, the story became, how do you do this at scale for anyone in need and becoming an infrastructure across states uh, that brings in all different parties from payers, providers, governments, and of course, supporting the community-based organizations, which I'm sure we'll get into as we go through here. Yeah. So by the way, thank you for your service. It's awesome. Very, very much appreciate that. I'm surprised that uh, governments, and particularly for the veterans, that some company like a USAA or something like that hasn't figured out how to aggregate and deliver services to veterans, given that there's so many organizations um, that are exclusive to that. What, what, why do you think that was and what was missing? Yeah, so I, I think this is applicable across every industry. It's not specific to that population. Tons of services out there. Right. And uh, but it's all fragmented and it's not connected. And so it's not just a veteran service delivery problem. It's not just a Medicaid service delivery problem. It's the infrastructure that doesn't exist. We the way our country has funded services has been in these big buckets. Right. Uh, government services. You think about public benefits at the federal level, public benefits at a state level, maybe at a county level. Not talking to the medical world and how med- you know, uh, medicine and, and medical care is funded. And then you have the whole social care world, nonprofit service delivery, philanthropic service delivery. Um, all of those are separately funded, managed, serviced, um, and uh, there hasn't really been a bridge between all three ever. And so that... Uh, even in itself, if you look at HHS, the term, there's health and human services, right? And they're funded very differently. They're operated very differently. And now the world is talking about how do we bring this all together to deliver care? And care is just a much broader term than it used to be. It used to be care is my knee surgery or you know my medicine. Now it's how do I get the service that I need that improve my health and, and in the most efficient and cost-effective way. Are, are the services very regional? I mean, it's interesting. You mentioned federal, state, I'm assuming there's nonprofit services. So how does, like, if you were to look at segmenting it, how does it segment out? Is it segment based on those categories? So is New York different than New Jersey? That's different than Connecticut, for example? Yeah, so there's definitely threads uh, of what is the same across states, um, right? There are SNAP benefits, food stamps, TAMF and WIC. These are federal programs, but uh, there are things at the federal level, right, that are uh, that are managed at the federal level, but typically they're funded uh, or operated down at the state level. And so this game, like care that we, you know, here, me in Hoboken, New Jersey, if I'm going to go get services, it's going to be around here. Um, and it's probably not going to be in California unless it's maybe telephonic in nature. But the game of service delivery, if I need food and I, I'm food insecure and I can't afford food, it's going to be the food pantry nearby, right? Or it's someone you know delivering food to my home or, or something like that. I need housing. It's not going to be going to California to get housing, right? Um, and things like that. So the game is very local. It's what our business model has been approached on. Um, you know, It is state by state how even Medicaid is funded, right? Uh, and, and things like that. So it, it is a bit braided, but nonetheless, the operational component of our, of our technology and how you bring these organizations together is very local in nature and how, the, and how people actually consume services. Some of that, there are national-based organizations that are, you know, take calls and that's how they deliver services. And that's all part of our work too. But nonetheless, I think the game is uh, is very local and, and regulatory and, and, and uh, funding related to that. The monetary side of that sometimes comes from the federal 
but typically down into the States. So it sounds like you started the business with this idea that you wanted to connect veterans to applicable services based on what their needs were, what they would would qualify for, I guess, right? So sort of like a one-to-many approach. I'm the vet, I'm the veteran. This is my profile. These are my needs. Be able to project that information to service providers and also provide that information or make those connections on behalf of the veteran. When did you have the aha moment that there was more to it than that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we got to several thousand organizations on our platform, um, I'll give an example in in, in North Carolina and, and New York, is these organizations served veterans, but they didn't just serve veterans. They happened to have a veteran program very specific to that population. Um, And so maybe it was a a housing organization that had specific housing for veterans, but they also served housing for any population. And what happened was, you know, these organizations were already communicating securely every day in our system and working together, which they never did before. They never had any idea what happened with their clients outside their four walls. And now they start, they were communicating in our system and they said, Hey, these you know uh, health systems or insurance companies or this government is asking me you know to work together to serve Medicaid right or larger populations underserved populations uh, we want to solve these problems and we need a technology and they said Unitas can you do this for us and so it was a very natural extension for us as we were really work all you know getting all of that at scale at the in the veteran space and so the uh, the extension outward became all right how do we work this into hospital systems that use EMRs right how do we work this into insurance companies that are trying to take care of their membership, right? And reduce costs. And and what we had in our game was we were working in the community so deeply already that, you know, it was about how do we scale that connection? How do we build the infrastructure across an entire state like North Carolina and expand it, which we did. And that, you know, what, what is exciting about this work is that uh, veterans are uh, really the petri dish of American society. They're all backgrounds, all different, um, you know, uh, uh, parts of America. And so, when we came to this work, and, and HHS in, in North Carolina came to us uh, around building this across the state, uh, you know, that part energized it. And how do we build that across a hundred counties? And then the game for us became: how do we do this across? 17 states in 2020 at the same time. Then now we're at 44 states building out this infrastructure. And it's not, it doesn't just stop, right? There's always more work to do when you build a coordinated network. It's adding organizations, quality and accountability. How fast are people getting those services? How are we reducing utilization, right? Unnecessary utilization, are we saving costs? That's uh, That's been our bread and butter. And now we've obviously added many products on, on top of that as well. All right. So let's, let's dig in a little there. So it, it it feels like it starts as almost like um, a nonprofit type service, and, and clearly you're you've evolved it now. You've got venture backing. It's a for profit business. It's driving, and which is which is great, and it's driving value. How does the how does the business model work? Like how does does one come into the system, um, and where where are your ultimate customers? Is your customer the member or the individual? Is your customer Medicaid, um, health plans, where, where, how does the business work? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we've always been a technology company from the beginning. Um, and we've been always selling and providing 
um, valuable technology to the service providers that that provide those services. And so, the you know, in the way we w- in, in which that was funded in the early days was some city governments around veterans, right, would procure us, you know, for that work, or as a mix of, um, uh, you know, big philanthropy and government kind of bringing us in as a technology provider to do this uh, together. And as we've expanded our customer base, if you think about the end beneficiary, the person in need doesn't pay for anything. They're not. Uh, you know, they need an infrastructure to access services. And that's what we're building on the supply side. And so our work is split into, um, you know, four different kind of regimes in the sense of who's who's purchasing us and why. And so it's it's insurance companies, so managed care organizations, Medicare Advantage plans, even commercial side that want to solve a need uh, and these community-based services, they need access to them. And so they come to us because we've built out all the connections community to all these different services that they would otherwise have to do um, and keep them accountable for for that. Um, Health systems, the same way, we work with hundreds and hundreds of health systems that see patients every day. They have all these different needs are mandated to screen and they need to do something about it, right? And they, they don't just like saying, you know, here's a piece of paper. I hope you get what you need. Now they're being, you know, they're accountable to, and they want to serve and know what happens on the other side that requires this network. Governments want to provide efficient infrastructure for their constituents. They want to understand how to design benefits for their, their constituents, right? I live in New Jersey and I, I, I don't even know all the things that I am even eligible for and how do states provide that for me in an effective way, in a cost-effective way, and technology is a way to do that. Um, and so those are three big customer bases that purchase our software. Now we have hundreds of thousands of service providers in the community that don't pay for our software. They We give them added benefit of we're saving the majority of their time because they're usually spending hours with clients, trying to even connect them outside their four walls and reporting, and we give them access to insights um, and, and for their reporting purposes. Um, so those are, right, if you think, and then the end beneficiary, obviously, is, is the person in need. We care about that very deeply, obviously, because that's what we're helping them with to right. tell their story once. But our customer base is across the, the, the medical, which is payers, providers, and, and governments working all together, which is the beauty of the business model is bringing that all together. So can we... Do a use case there on those three. So, sure. how, do, how does the how does the insurance use case work on uh, on the payer side? Yeah. So, yeah. if you think about uh, insurance companies, ultimately want to manage their populations the best that they can, and insurance companies typically are uh, at arm's length, typically from their members. They're not engaging necessarily with uh, with their members as best as they could. Where are those members getting services, especially the ones that are maybe the most costly? They're engaging in the community. Right. And so bridging those two together from an operational perspective is where we come in. And so that we're one, their care management arm and how they're um, taking care of their population. We're giving those direct connections to those services that where they can see the actual output and tie that back to improved health measures. Right. And so that's number one on the operational side. The analytics side is where we really help insurance uh, companies is because uh, they need, they don't have a lot of information on their members, and we can help provide more longitudinal journeys of what's actually happening with their members, both on the operational side. Did they get these services? How did that, um, you know, how did that uh, improve their health? But also on the prediction side, how do we actually help health plans provide better member services, provide better proactive outreach, provide better prediction around how can I help you with these services before it's an emergency, right? Before it becomes a costly event. Um, So that's really how health plans see us as that infrastructure to be able to support all these things where they're just focused on, and they should be rightfully so, their medical network, right? And how they manage their medical. We take care of the social care network, which they've never had before, right? And that infrastructure, like in Oregon, they're very much part of. And where they're moving towards is, 
Now I can see where my members are going. This technology is showing me that because these connections are all created. How do I invest more in that? Because it's giving me immediate ROI because I, I, one, I didn't know before. Two, it's improving their health, which I knew was going to happen, but I didn't know. And then how do I actually pay for these services? Because I want to pay for that because it'll actually help my uh, my my uh, organization and my mission. Are some of the service, but so, some of the services are in fact government funded, right? So if you connect the member to housing services or mental health services, for example, um, that'll be state funded. That doesn't come out of the plan's budget. Right. right? Yeah, typically, mo- so, you know, it, just to give a little bit of history, and this is where we're moving as a company and, and helping states move this direction, we'll talk about that in, in a couple states, is these connections and these layers, whether they're state-funded services, nonprofit services, not funded by the health plan, right? And these were services that are already created. So we got to think about our world as we're connecting the unconnected, right? That's number one. Everyone needs that. Governments need it. Payers need it. Providers need it. The community itself needs it between each other. Then we're providing insights around that connection, right? Which is really, really important. No one had any understanding of how well it's working, what some what standards are around how we share information securely, what are we actually measuring together? And then the third step is how do we actually reimburse these services, right? So, uh, and so there's a payment model now that's implemented in North Carolina that's paying for these non-traditional uh, services through even medical dollars. Right. And that's where the world is moving. We're, we're kind of blending how we think about and fund care. Think about what mental health was 30 years ago. It was not a paid for covered service. Right. And now we think about all these service providers that cover mental health. We're doing the same thing with social care. How do we elevate them to the same level as as, as medical care and how do they get funded and, and, um, and, and run that way as well? So let me see if I got it right. Connection, access, reimbursement. Right. For the most part. Yeah. Connecting- Connection, insights. I mean, yeah. I mean, access, of course, yeah, um, and reimbursement for sure. Reimbursement. So, um, so that's on the insurance side, the the provider side. So, I'm curious about providers. Are they more part of the? Are they a subset of the insurance side, or are they a separate market for you? It's a great question. So, they are separate. Um, they are separate entities that are our customers. But what we see, and I talked about the use case before, right? They um, they are no closer to the patient than anyone than the community too. Like they're seeing these patients, there so a lot of these emergency room visits are unnecessary, where it could be avoided by service providers in the community taking care of these needs. And so they're obviously working with us as partners and and getting great value from it. Where we see the intersection of payer and providers, they both want the same thing, just in a little bit different ways. And and as you as you know, in the payer provider world, there's there's tension there. Right. Um, But they all want the same thing. And so our job as a company where we have this infrastructure across North Carolina and Oregon, 44 states, is how do we bring all of them together? Because they all want the same thing. And what we want them to do is all think about ways we can move policy and regulatory change to help reimburse right um, these services. And so our job when we think about governance in Oregon is to bring together the plans where our customers, the health systems where our customers and the community right, and government to say, how is this long-term infrastructure? How do we support it? How do we support funding around it right, to improve the capacity in the community, which is lacking, right? We need more of that. And how do we all guide towards that together versus I'm a payer, I do this, I'm gonna get this win, I'm a health system. Our job is to bring that all together. And then I guess the last piece is the government. So that sort of ties it together. So the governments are uh, out. I, I would think the governments are out there 
with funded capabilities to provide the services, and they're looking for the right people to provide the services to. Is that fair enough? Yeah. So, I mean, government can only do certain things in, in, in its obligation to its constituents. And so they don't own nonprofits, right? And um, they can help maybe govern them from a 501c3 perspective. They can tell payers what to do, like screening or in MCO bids. You know, there's 30 plus states mandating this work now, um, which used to be uh, you know, a couple of years ago was, hey, you need to address social needs, but didn't say how. Now it's you need to screen for social needs. You need to report on outcomes. You need to tell me what's actually going on and how it improved your members' health. So very, so they can do certain things on the medical side from a mandate perspective, which is definitely moving in that direction. Um, and even at the federal level, like CMS, uh, the importance of it is, and, and health equity obviously is, is really important. How do we reduce inequities um, ultimately? But states really um, are procuring this. They're procuring this at a statewide level. They're procuring infrastructure similar to uh, a SNAP benefit, right? And how do they pr provide that for an entire state? That's, they've been doing that for many years, right? Big systems around that, uh, big systems around public benefits. Now it's how do I provide an efficient ecosystem, whether regardless of the state, of how do I bring all services together for my constituents? And you need technology to do that. You need software that sits in the hands of all these service providers. You need measurement and analytics around what are we doing well? How do we invest more in that? Uh, and so bringing that to the surface um, and the unknowns and making them known so that governments can continue to invest in their constituents uh, and the people that they serve for the state. So that's what they're investing in as well. Cool. So, la you know, last question on on this on this part. It, it, where do you, where do you give give this? Give us your best success story. Where do you think you're doing this the best today? Yeah. So, you know, we think about networks in in, in different phases of their evolution. Um, where they don't exist, we're not there, right? And there's not many places left. But you know, there's there's crawl, walk, and run. And so, where we're running uh, running a lot is you think about North Carolina or or a state like Oregon. Uh, where the majority of those service providers are are working in the same ecosystem. Um, and so, you know, those places where they're not just consuming our, our, our core technology in, in the platform, but as I talked about earlier, it's connecting the unconnected. We've done that across, you know, the state of Oregon or the state of North Carolina, where all the, you know, the health systems, the payers, the community-based organizations are all working together every day which is great in, in an ecosystem. Now they're measuring uh, and using analytics to improve that, right? And, and to catalyze that. And then the third step is now they're investing, right? So there's uh, what's called healthy opportunities, which is um, using the 1115 waiver and Medicaid dollars to fund $550 million, right? Through this network, down to these community-based organizations, getting all of those things together um, is I think the, the pinnacle in which where we wanna take all of that and do that across you know, all the states. Very good. So this is great. Uh, I'm glad we got a chance to chat. It looks like you're doing some great work and you're building a great business. That's how come you're attracting capital. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, where are you? Where are you? Are you publishing? I see I'm on, I'm looking at your website now. So it's easy. It's uniteus.com. Yep. Are there other places that people can follow you or um, or get yeah, more, they can. I mean, Twitter, LinkedIn. I think we're pretty popular there. So you can see a lot of that stuff. Sign up for our newsletter. We publish a lot. Um, push out a lot of information and why this, uh, how to, how to one operate in type in type of this world, but also how to, you know, how to get involved, um, which is really important. So, uh, signing up for the newsletter will be great, but that's through unitedscom as well. All right. Talk with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah.